Great afternoon. You are in the fast lane with Sarah Jane. And today, Jackie Bastoni is my guest. And she is interesting because she is a pharmacist, but she's also a hypnotist. And I find this very interesting. And I'm very anxious to hear her journey through pharmacy and into hypnosis. So welcome, Jackie, into the fast lane with me today. Thank you. It's so great to be here. Well, this is so neat. I met Jackie through a mutual friend. I did not know Jackie. She's one of the East Coast girls. Everyone remember I'm in North Dakota, so I've never even been to Connecticut. Uh, that is where she is located. But I'm really grateful that our friend Dee connected us because Jackie encourages people to live better, do better, be better every day. And that is the goal of my show. So Jackie, tell us a little bit about your journey into, to start with, pharmacy. Uh, well, pharmacy, I went right out of high school to UConn for pharmacy school, and that was mainly because I wanted to choose a profession that was going to help people, and I actually worked in a, my small town pharmacy as a one of my jobs in high school, so um, I kind of saw, you know, what went on there and um, just how you know, how he helped the owner of the small pharmacy helped the people of our community over the years and got to be really close with them because it was a small town kind of vibe. And it was just really intriguing to me um, to be a part of that. So when I was deciding on professions, um, I kind of was interested in being a speech pathologist with speech therapy at one point. And then I kind of just turned to, um, to do pharmacy and went to UConn. So I've been doing this uh, ever since 1994, actually. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, so, and things have time. changed a lot in pharmacy since 1994 oh, yes. to now. Yes, so yes, what do you definitely. think the average number of prescriptions someone was on probably in 1994 versus today? Um, probably um i would say not as not as chronically like they would maybe be on a medication for a specific reason but other than like blood pressure or cholesterol um care that kind of thing it definitely has seems like things have changed dramatically over the years with oh. um, the different things people are on maintenance medication for considered maintenance medication when you see i'm pure everyone knows I am super respectful of Western medicine, holistic medicine. I think there's a place for everything. And if you ever have a practitioner that tells you one is bad, I'd find another practitioner. So um, I have the highest amount of respect for our local pharmacist. He has definitely helped me out um, several times. But my question to you is when, cause I've seen this in my clinic, I'm not judging, I'm purely asking. A lot of times I will see a patient not on one anxiety medication, but maybe on two or three anxiety medications. As a pharmacist, when you see that someone is on an um, anxiety medication or a depression medication, and they continually um, are getting prescriptions for more, what are you thinking at that time? Is this normal? Are you thinking something else is the problem? Um, well, I can make my suppositions. We don't have access to the actual diagnosis a lot of times. Um, sometimes we do, depending on how it gets billed to the insurance, there's diagnosis codes that come through. But uh, for the most part, I don't have I don't have access to that unless the patient's actually confided in us. You know, and some I've worked in the same pharmacy for 10 years, so I have a relationship with a lot of my 
customers and patients. So, but if you're, you know, if you're not a lot of the, the chains, you know, you fill in at different pharmacies and things like that. So you don't necessarily have a, you know, a rapport all the time. Um, so depending on the situation, you know, I wouldn't necessarily know the back, the background of it, but we make phone calls all day long based on drug interactions and dose changes and things like that. When, um, you know, when little flags come up like that. So it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to answer that question because every situation is so unique, but Mm -hmm. it does seem like, um, the way the whole healthcare system is going is that practitioners aren't getting the time that they need with people to get to the basis of their issue, Mm -hmm. which kind of segues into how I decided to um, add hypnosis into what I can offer um, to help people. Because that is really my goal is to, you know, just help people live better. And um, that's like in my daily life, even interacting with people that I, you know, don't do in a professional (laughs) standpoint, my friends, my, Mm -hmm. you know, however it is, I just really would love to help people to just take their power back and live as happy as they can. Um, so I discovered hypnosis personally, um, when I was on my journey after my divorce and the, the dramatic difference that it had with me in such a short time, um, I just, it was like this light bulb went off in my head that I needed to get certified and be able to do this for other people because of the dramatic difference. And then I started to see the, the different, after I went through my training, I started seeing the different, um, aspects of things that people were suffering from or experiencing or, you know, traumas people would have gone through, um, in my profession, but also elsewhere. And just that there's other options that can help them rather than, you know, you're afraid to get on the airplane, take the Xanax and, you know, or, you know, you're afraid to get on the airplane, let's figure out why you're afraid to get on the airplane. And maybe we can fix this to be a permanent fix where you don't, you, you are in control and, you don't need to rely on your Xanax, you know, that kind of a thing. Um, so I started to see other options that people could have. So this is why I chose to get certified. And now I do this for people if they choose to look into other options for, for so many reasons. Now I'm just using the fear of flying as an example. Mm-hmm. How did someone introduce you to hypnosis or did were you looking for um, options for yourself at that time? Did you stumble um, it across actually, it? Actually, yes, I did stumble across it through a, um, through a, it was this Facebook group that I was in um, about network marketing. Because um, after my divorce, I had um, actually gotten into the direct marketing um, like segment where I was um, doing the skincare line um, for, it was a skincare line that I was using and loved. And I was, you know, trying to build trying to build that. And I was learning about doing that. And the, the woman teaching the course was a hypnotic marketing expert. Turns out she was a hypnosis instructor. And so she had so many questions during the training that I was in about what she was teaching and stuff that she actually um, explained to us what it was and what she did. And she had had a hypnosis practice for over 10 years prior to becoming the hypnotic um, marketing expert and going into that area of the teaching. So I ended up taking the course for getting certified under the one that she was teaching. And I've done, you know, the second level training after that as well. So it was, it was a really indirect way that I learned about hypnosis for, um, you know, for the, 
kind of the um, the anxiety that I was feeling after my divorce, trying to get a handle on that. That's really what I used it for, for my personal use and the dramatic difference that it had for me. I decided I had to do this. So, but it was all totally indirectly that I even saw that as an option for myself. So it's yeah. like the, the universe kind of brought it into my existence <laughs> when I needed it. And so mm-hmm. here I am. <laughs> and how long ago was that? Three years, a little over three years, actually. Yep. Because you look at your website and I will link that in the show notes and you help people with a lot of different issues. Mm-hmm. So how long was it after you started hypnosis that you um, started seeing patients? Um, pretty quickly, actually, after the, after you get certified, um, it was pretty quickly, but I was doing it on a very part-time basis and not really because I was, had my full-time job. Um, and then I just saw the dramatic, over time, saw the dramatic difference that it was having for the people I was working with, for those clients that I decided I needed to transition to do it more. So I just have been, you know, moving into doing it more on a full-time basis. So it's more of like a 50, 50 split right now where, you know, it's in hopefully just going to keep transitioning because I, it, I just love it. I just love the effect that it has on people and what it can do for them is hypnosis can work for anything that you're willing to work on, like really anything. And that's why when on my website, it was hard to, uh, kind of niche it down into one thing or two things because, um, I mean, people can, people come to me for so many various reasons. Like, I mean, you don't like the color blue. We can work on the fact that the color blue gets you all upset. Like it, it's that, it's that specific. We can tailor it to, to be whatever you want to work on. So um, it, that's why I love it so much. And it's, I do a consultation with people to see what their goals are, to see if, cause you have to be ready. It can't be like your wife telling you, you have to come talk to a hypnotist to do sure. whatever it is, you know? you have to be ready. You have to be willing because it's not me doing anything. It's me getting you into hypnosis to speak directly to your subconscious so that the change that you want to make occurs naturally. So your willpower is not involved. You don't need to consciously talk yourself, you know, into whatever Mm -hmm. it is you're trying to do. Um, What ends up happening is just for an example is Uh, say you were afraid of spiders and, you know, we were working on your fear of spiders. So every time you see a spider, you like, you scream, you crawl up the wall, you shake, you, you know, people have such dramatic, sometimes such dramatic reactions to specific things that they have fears about. Um, So we would work together. And then, so the next time you're outside or in your house and you walk by a spider, you'd walk by and then all of a sudden you look and you'd say, oh my gosh, like there's a spider why didn't I react? Like that's the effect that hypnosis has because you're not consciously looking at the spider telling yourself not to be afraid like you had to do in the past. It's all of a sudden it's a non-issue. And that's why I love it so much because it's, it just becomes part of your, it's like you're showing up in your life differently. So your experiences are differently different. You don't have to talk yourself into something. And that's why I love it. I actually just texted my mom because as you were talking about that, um, you help people quit smoking. And I really yeah. think that she got hypnotized to quit smoking, but I want to verify that before I say that, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Um, and I do have um, some patients who would like to quit smoking and we have talked about hypnosis. So mm-hmm. um, 
so first things first, do you see a lot of people remotely like via Zoom and whatnot? Or do you need to yes, see them especially in over COVID that became the mode that most people were choosing. I do have an office space locally that I that I do use. Um, it, it's just it's so um, versatile because we can you and I are on a Zoom right now, but you're doing an audio recording. So either way, by a phone call, by um, a Zoom, sometimes people in the different time zones, I do audio recordings for them. And then they listen to it at their convenience. And then we touch base before I do the next one, if they need a next one. Um, it's so versatile because as long as you can hear my voice and you can follow the instructions, it's effective. So you just have to be in a safe space, not driving, not you know operating heavy machinery or doing anything where you need your attention. Tell your family members and keep your pets out of the room, you know, that you just need this time for you and um, just give yourself this time and just follow the instructions. So it's pretty amazing. So do people have like an initial consult with you and then mm -hmm. do they, do you continue? So if someone comes in, are you putting out a treatment plan or are you giving them the, the tools to do that at home and then they check in with you later? Um, it really depends on the con the consult is very, is tailored specifically to the person. So we would, we would talk and, come up with um, what their goal is. Some people come in with, you know, I need these 12 things and you need to work on like one thing at a time with the subconscious. So we would pick the, the thing that's, you know, triggering them the most. And then we would work on that item. And depending on what the plan is, it could be most times it's not one session. That's, that's kind of an, um, not a realistic goal for people to assume like one session is going to do it, but it does happen where one session is in there and they're at the goal that they have for themselves. Um, usually it's about three to six sessions. You get 93% success with whatever problem you're working mm -hmm. on. And the six is more for like a weight release program because it takes time to see the results and it takes time to see the, the habits change and that kind of thing. Um, so it, it really is dependent on the specific person. So when we mm -hmm. have that consult, we come up with a plan together. There's no cookie cutter um, thing that I just kind of say, oh, this is my, this is my plan and this is what we're going to do. And it's the same for everybody. That's not how it works. Mm -hmm. So it's, that's why I, I don't have people make appointments without us speaking first, because the consult is so important. And, you know, first I have to make sure that they're ready. And a second, we have to come up with a plan. Then we, then we get the time frame. then we choose the, the mode that they're going to have, you know, whether it's going to be in-person, virtual, you know, however they want to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we, then we get started. So there's definitely, it's a, about a 30 minute consult that I, that I, uh, provide when somebody reaches out, I like, I definitely talk to them on the phone. It's not just an email back and forth. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Come in Tuesday. Mm -hmm. That's not how it works. We have a whole plan set up if they, if they want to go forward. I find it fascinating when people think that one appointment for really anything is going to do it. Although, unless you're getting a spray tan, if you're getting a spray mm -hmm. tan, you know, you go once it's going to last seven days and then you can do it again. But um, being a chiropractor, you know, people think they can get adjusted once and they're fine. Well, look how long it takes to when you have braces on your teeth or if you're trying to get a new body. Exactly. So, um, absolutely. It doesn't make any sense for one. But once people get over their initial issue, then do they ever just 
have an appointment for a tune-up just like oh Jackie you know things yeah are kind of in, eh, I just kind of need I need a tune-up mm -hmm. well what happens is the like say for anxiety for example or well let me use a more specific example like if they had more of a specific anxiety around a specific issue that was traumatic for them and like they had uh they had an accident they broke their ankle on you know um I don't know, they fell off a stage or something, you know, and so they had an accident, they had an, in, an issue, but they're in the drama club and they're going back up on stage. So, you know, they have to go back up on stage and now they're going back up on stage and now they're nervous all the time and they get anxiety, and, you know, and it's that whole, you know, kind of like a PTSD. I don't mm -hmm. want to use that mm -hmm. lightly, but it's, yeah, it's specific sure. to and, and it's an issue that happened. Um, we work on that issue. So that issue would be resolved. And then they may find that other things in their life, like they may no longer have test anxiety when, if they had test anxiety, because mm -hmm. it's like the ripple effect where your nervous system from being in that fight or flight mode, you may have seen it in different areas of your life that also are no longer going to be functioning that way. So you see different areas that have improved or changed. So they may need to reevaluate if they wanted to work, like if they come to me with the 12 things that they wanted to work on, once we work on the one that was tweaking them the most, we may end up with six because now six of them have resolved from that ripple effect. So mm -hmm. your checklist has to always be reevaluated. Um, but yes, you can be triggered in the future differently and need like a tune-up, like you said. It's just... Um, the issue that we're going to work on is it is a permanent it's a permanently resolved thing for that one issue in the subconscious but in the future you know you never know if you're going to get triggered by something else and you know another time so they may end up coming in saying they're having the same symptoms um maybe it's related to a similar situation but maybe not but then we it's it's actually a little bit easier because they have the, the confidence in themselves that they that it that they can do this. So the process ends up being a little smoother and the plan ends up being a little bit easier to formulate because, you know, we've we've already established what's worked for them in the past. So I've had a lot of repeat clients for that that come back mm -hmm. for other issues um, mm -hmm. that it's it just becomes like very streamlined to work together because, you know, we know it's going to work for them. I will not use the word scared, but my husband is not a fan of flying. And we've talked to our primary several times and she said she would give, you know, he would be able to get some type of medication for that because like, you, that was a great example that you used. I would be fascinated if he would do this because I don't know why he doesn't like it. I always, I don't make light of it, but I try to, because I, I don't want to be real serious about it, but, um, I said, you know, maybe it's something that happened because when he was younger, his parents were divorced and he would fly between the two. And so I said mm -hmm. to him, maybe subconsciously that bothers you. Like you don't know it, but maybe you think about having to go between mom and dad and maybe that stresses you out because that could actually be a real thing. Correct. I'm sorry. You kind of um, kind of froze there for a second. You said so, he used to fly between his, his mom and dad because them. they were divorced. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I told him, I said, maybe subconsciously that mm -hmm. bothers you. And, you know, you don't think about it and it doesn't bother you, you know, when you think right. about it. I mm -hmm. said, but maybe because to have something like that, that you really don't enjoy, usually mm -hmm. there is an event, right? So I, I'm yeah. not 
-hmm. you know, I talked about this before. I had someone who did hypnosis um, on the show before and uh, Ryan wasn't really receptive to it, but I'm going to try again because I, it's never a good time to not enjoy something like that. So I'd be right. Right. Oh, I would, I would love to talk to him. Yeah. And, and the thing is too, like um, several, well, in lots of situations, people don't know, they, they can't put their finger on a specific issue that happened or a specific incident. And you don't have to know, you don't always have to have the cause of the issue because the issue is the issue. The issue is your current situation that you need to resolve. Um, So people ask me all the time, well, do you have to put me into hypnosis? And then we go back and search for the cause and and all. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, it doesn't have to work that way. Um, we can future pace you to be where you want to be or how you want to be or how you want to show up or interact. And then your subconscious will allow that to happen once we work together. So you don't have to necessarily know, oh, well, there was a, like you said, you know, there may have been an issue or anxiety or a fight that Mm -hmm. happened, you know, 20 years ago that caused him to have this. You don't necessarily have to identify the exact cause in order to resolve the issue. Which is good because I bet a lot of people don't want to relive that. And isn't it 5% of our mind is conscious and 95 is subconscious? That's big. Which is, which is why it's, I love it because it's so powerful to allow people to, to get back that control because, you know, if you, there's different ways to make changes in your life. You can do it by repetition where they, you know, you say like the 21 days you do a habit, it becomes a habit. Mm -hmm. Um, there's willpower, there's the emotional response where this, this happens quite often where somebody will have an emotional issue in their life. And all of a sudden they quit smoking cold Turkey where they've tried to quit smoking other ways. And it, you know, with the patch and whatever, and it didn't work, but something happened where emotionally they were just, I'm done and that's it. And, and it was a done deal. They were a non-smoker. There's no you know question about it. So there's different reasons or different ways to make changes. Um, the sub like working with the subconscious is the fastest way and the most permanent way because the little five percent of your conscious mind running your life is where you're trying to get a hold of it you know oh I don't want to eat that candy bar I don't want to eat that cake but if you change in the subconscious what you do want and and focus on I I want to eat the greens I want to eat this I want to eat that I want to exercise that kind of thing those those things become part of just who you are and then you just start showing up that way and that's the best way to explain it is you you literally just start showing up in your life differently it's not like you are consciously like talking yourself into something it's mm-hmm. it's you're just existing in a different way and it's mm-hmm. just so much better more peaceful yeah exactly so do you start out your um sessions with you are getting sleepy like let's let's get rid of some of the um stigmas maybe that you know people think about hypnosis do you start with that okay well let me start off with the um misnomer (laughs) misconception Mm -hmm. that people can't be hypnotized because every single one of us is hypnotized every single day yes Okay. So I, let me just talk a little bit about the misconception people have about that. They can't be hypnotized because everybody is hypnotized every single day. And it's not, 
in a negative way. There's nothing negative about it. It's a science. It's not anything hokey or religious or magic. There's nothing like that involved. It's, it's, a, it's science. It's the, a brainwave state that we all go through. So let me give you some examples. So when you go from sleeping to being awake, you pass through hypnosis. When you go from awake to being asleep, you pass through hypnosis. It's that little bit of time where you're kind of like, you know, if you're watching TV and you're falling asleep on the couch, it's like you can hear the TV, but you really don't feel like you can move. That's a hypnotic state. When you're driving to the grocery store and you don't remember how you got there, because yes. you're thinking about going out to dinner later or picking up the kids and you're like, oh my gosh, how did I get here? That you were in a hypnotic state. That is, you can thank your subconscious because your subconscious knows how to drive. It knew how to get to the grocery store. It knew how to keep you from, you know, hitting other cars or, or whatever it was. And so you didn't have to worry about it. Your subconscious was doing that for you. And that was a hypnotic state while you were concentrating on what, you know, daydreaming or whatever it was that you were thinking about. So you got to the grocery store safe and there you go. Thank your subconscious. That's, that's the beauty of um, the subconscious activities being transferred from the conscious mind to the subconscious like driving, for example, when we were 16, learning to drive, you had to consciously, okay, you know, gas, brake, this, that. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, the car's jerking and you're going, you know, and everything was not smooth and not, not flowing. And now we don't even think about it, right? You just get in the mm -hmm. car and you're just all of a sudden you're driving and you're not even thinking about any of the activities you're doing for the most part, unless, you know, like something pops out at you that you have to make a decision about. So that's the beauty of something being a subconscious activity is it's, it's just there. It just happens. And um, so everybody's hypnotized every single day. So there's no fear. You don't have to have a fear about it. There's nothing to be, I mean, maybe a little nervous for the process just because it's new, but mm -hmm. that's why I have the consult. That's why I explain it to the people before we get started. And there's different ways to get people into hypnosis. Um, some of them are more, uh, are quicker. When I do a session with somebody, I use the progressive muscle relaxation technique where they get the rest and relaxation for their body because 20 minutes of hypnosis is equivalent to about four to five hours of REM sleep for your body. So if I'm going to have a session with somebody, I'm giving them that benefit because I mean, let's face it, who gets the rest they need nowadays. Mm -hmm. And so that as a benefit, as part of the therapeutic process that we've created is what I incorporate into my session. So I do the progressive muscle relaxation to get them relaxed into hypnosis. Then the therapeutic um, plan that we've come up with uh, is, you know, the main part of it. And then I bring them out of hypnosis um, back to their, you know, back to their environment you know, give them a few minutes before they get behind the wheel of their car. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so it's, that's how I, I make my sessions. So um, mm -hmm. it's, so it's not a, you know, pendulum in front of your face or, um, you know, there's, there is different, there are different techniques to do, uh, you know, to do the process, but stage hypnosis is a different training that I'm not a certified mm -hmm. stage hypnotist. So what you see when you go to a stage hypnosis show is, is different than what I would do with a client. And there are stage hypnotists that are fantastic mm -hmm. clinicians. They have practices and they do fantastic work with people, but they have that, that training that I don't have. That's not why I got into hypnosis. So I haven't gotten that training. 
So I focus on just the actual, um, you know, the actual therapeutic work with people. So then what other types of things do you help with? You help people quit smoking, you help with anxiety, mm -hmm. depression, trauma, mm -hmm. what else? Mm -hmm. um, agoraphobia, I've worked with people, um, OCD, uh, nail biting, um, stress and anxiety for different situations. And actually uh, lots of people stress and anxiety um, over COVID. Um, healthcare workers have reached out to me um, for you know, sleep, um, eating, just, uh, drinking, um, you know, it, it really is anything that you want to work on and that you're ready to work on that you've had enough of, we can come up with a plan. And, um, if it is something, you know, beyond what I am educated to do, there's different mental health conditions that are, um, you know, a little bit more beyond, what just a, a traditional hypnosis session can work on, I could work with, you know, somebody's therapist or, um, you know, practitioner that's dealing with those if they wanted to add hypnosis. But that's, again, why I have the consult and why I, um, you know, I, I talk to people about what they have going on in their life to kind of make sure it's the right fit. So it's not just like something they're, you know, getting a tarot card reading at a, you know, at New Jersey shore or something like that. That's yeah. not what this is. This is, right. this is like, you're investing in yourself. You're taking the time you're making this life improvement and um, it's, it's literally life-changing. So. Well, I know she's legit and this is why I'm going to say that I have never spoken to her before today. I've never worked with her, but I am, um, I'm a chiropractor and I tell people all the time, if you have a practitioner of any kind, doesn't matter, physical therapist, doctor, chiropractor, therapist, anyone that tells you they're going to fix all your problems, you need to find someone else. Jackie just said she would work with your other practitioner to help you. So that right there shows you she is there to help people. You're already a pharmacist, which pharmacist, a pharmacist is a very good job. Um, but she wanted to help people more. And so she, you know, diverted into this. So you embody trying to help people live better, do better, be better. And this is great. You're great. I, yeah, that's, I'm enamored I love your, by you. I love your motto. <laughs> you, you, you are, uh, I, I, I love this. You. I want, is there anything, oh. like, I know, like, there's HIPAA, and, you know, I, I don't want you to um, breach any confidentiality, but is there mm -hmm. any story that you would like to tell about how, or maybe something that you help someone get over that was uh, very dramatic in their life? Um, yeah, actually, I, it was one of the first clients that I saw um, after I got certified and it stuck with me and and I just love it it was just so um I, I'm trying to even explain what the word is it was so rewarding to work with this person uh she was a college student and there had been uh an accident in a crowd of people a car had driven into the crowd of people that she was at a function at college so this car drove into the group of people that she was in um, probably about 16, 20-ish people in this car ran into them and then drove away. Um, she sustained physical injury, as some of them did, and she healed from the physical injuries. And then it started to creep up slowly over time where, um, you know, it became 
test anxiety. Then it became, I'm afraid to leave my dorm room. Then it became, I have to go back and check if I shut off this or that. And, and it started to creep into different areas of her life. And she didn't really realize at first the connection between the accident because she had technically healed from it and then how it was starting to affect. And this was over the period of the school year um, that year. So she had reached out and um, she was away at college. So she was a little concerned because she couldn't physically come see me, mm-hmm. but we worked over the phone where I had phone, uh, did a phone call with her. And when she had a chance to be alone in her dorm room and no one bothering her, So we did the sessions and it was about three sessions and she had pretty much gotten her life back from this situation. And then um, I would check in with her because, you know, make sure that she was, you know, doing, doing better. Did she need more assistance? Did she need to check in? Like you were saying, did she need a tune up? Did she need a tweak? Did something else happen? And she's since graduated and school and she's working full time and she, she never needed any more sessions with me for that or any other anxiety or OCD related issue. And that was just so heartwarming to me that this process, you know, had helped her do that where she was seeing a counselor at school. She started on medication. She was started down that whole road of, um, you know, just, this anxiety medication for, you know, acute episodes, and then this one to get the OCD symptoms under control. And, and so the, the weight gain from the medications and the other side effects that happened from all these medications was also starting to bother her. She's a, you know, a young adult in college. And um, so the fact that this was able to help her in that way was just fantastic for her to be able to get her life back at such a young age and, and take control. That's life changing, mm-hmm. for sure. Yes, well, it was. Yes. In in respect of your time, I told you I'd take twenty to thirty minutes, and I already took more than that. But I think you are doing amazing things, and uh, keep doing what you're doing because you're obviously changing lives daily. Oh, thank you so much. I loved being here today. Thanks so much for chatting. Thanks for listening to the Fast Lane with Sarah Jane podcast. If you like what you hear, share the podcast and hit the subscribe button so you get updates on all new episodes. And we truly love feedback, so ratings and reviews are appreciated.